Hey everyone, Mark and Steve here. Before we get started today, we want to let you know about Dare to Connect, our new online interactive video platform. For less than the cost of a therapy session, you and your spouse get live access to both of us three times a week. Each 30-minute live group support session provides interactive mentoring and healing for addicts, spouses, and couples. If you're loving our podcast and our unique style of bringing you recovery, you're going to love Dare to Connect. To learn more, go to daretoconnectnow.com. We're looking forward to seeing and working with you. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Moore. And I'm Mark Castleman. We know the pain and heartbreak of porn and sex addiction. And we know the triumph of breaking completely free. Every day, we help our clients find hope and healing. Join us in the fight to take back your life, your marriage, and be stronger than ever. This is the PBSC Squared Podcast. Hey, everybody, Mark and Steve on the PBSE podcast. We today want to talk about boundaries. Uh, we've talked about them off and on, uh, you yeah. know, over the months and the years. And you'll see by the title, right? Do you stink at setting boundaries? And that wasn't meant to be offensive <laughs> uh, because, believe me, uh, I have really stunk at setting boundaries in my life at various times. Mm. And so we want to talk about that. And we're going to do it a little different. We're going to give you some, some scenarios that we see in our working with clients that, that Steve and I have seen in our own lives and relationships. We're, so we're going to give you this scenario of a crummy boundary or no boundary or you know the way we stink at setting boundaries. And then we're going to talk about the healthy way to do it. Yes. So... Let's uh, let's jump right into that. So here's here's one that we came up that we it was it resonated way too much in my personal life, but I hear this from so many guys as a boundary. They say, "Okay, I'm in recovery. I want a relationship to be healthy, and I need so I I need right. That's done right. I need. I'm making it mm-hmm. all about me. I need to have <laughs> sex every day." <laughs> Or I need to have sex this many times a week or, right? Yeah. Isn't that Very doing common. it right, Steve? I'm st- making about about me. I'm stating yes. my need and I'm being specific about what I need. Yes. <laughs> okay. So we'll- That's a good- leave that, Let's leave that one for a second. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> now that all the guys that are listening are going, these guys, no, this isn't about boundaries of stink. You stink, Mark and Steve. No, so so hold that, hold that. So now we're going to move to the side of the uh, of the women listening, because we we're we're about fairness. And here's and here's what I hear. Some now now I want to preface this before I say it because I do not want to be interpreted as being insensitive, because I do know uh, for my wife and 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 the women I've worked with over the years, there there is a very legitimate, valid reason why you would try to set this boundary that I'm about to yeah. say. And so, please, um, this is not meant to to um, mock or belittle you in any way. But here it is: if you if you're ever attracted to another woman, we're done. Mm. Yes. 
hear that one a lot as well. A lot, a lot, a lot, right? And now again, Absolutely. I, I, I do understand, right, that there's a lot of, there is a lot said in that statement. Yes. It's very legitimate. But we're here to talk about boundaries and that are healthy. Yeah. So there's the two examples, okay, coming from the guy's side and, and from the gal's side about trying to, so, so if we're, so, so Steve, if we're going to, if, um, ah, what am I trying to say? Having stated those two things, right, it might, it might sound like, oh yeah, you know, Marcus Eber getting on us for being dumb or stupid and trying, you know, trying to set this boundary. No, no, no. Those two things I just stated from the guy's standpoint of the girl, that is a, that is a bid for having my needs met. I'm mm. trying to I'm trying to express it the best way I can. I need yeah. sex this many times a week. I need right. I need to have it every. Well, what am I really trying to say? I need connection. I need intimacy. I need to feel close to you, and I feel like we're not. And yeah, and so I'm trying to state that, but mm-hmm. I stink at it, <laughs> saying yeah. it in a way that's really healthy. And on the woman's side, if you're ever attracted to another woman, we're done. Why? Because your MO in the past has been, right, not being faithful to me, mm-hmm. splitting, your, splitting your loyalties, right? Here comes this attraction, and then you're off and running for greener grass mm-hmm. or, you know, or something better. And that is horribly painful to me, and I'm not putting up with it anymore. Yeah. So both of those things I just stated, they have legitimate reasons why we say them. But how do we come at that, um, being sensitive to what the underlying deep core need is that I'm trying to express, and how mm-hmm. do we do it in a healthy way? Those yeah. that, we, that I just talked about, those are what we call unrealistic expectations. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second, because it's important to know, guys, with, with boundaries. And I, I actually, I, I was the one that threw out that when we were planning this out, that I need to have sex every day boundary, because I, I hear that a lot. And I think that about- That was Steve. That wasn't me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it it was not me as ever in real life but i hear that a lot <laughs> although although i did try to set boundaries reminiscent of it to be fair um but uh yeah the, it is re- unrealistic and that and that does bring up a good point i had a guy who came in and said that word for word to me one day mm. like i want to set the boundary with my wife steve and we were actually we'd been meeting for a while it was a little shocking he brought this up but but he said you know i just i just need to have sex every day Mm. And we had kind of talked about this subject before. And so I kind of took a different tack track with it than I they usually did. And, and here's what I said. And this is true about boundaries. At the end of the day, we all have the right to set whatever boundaries that we want. Right. True. We all have the right, the, the, the ability to, to say that I I've, I've had guys say, well, I, I need to be able to have multiple partners. Mm, I've had that yes, come up in my office. Too. I need an I'd open say, marriage. Yes, I need an open marriage. Mm-hmm. Right, and and at the end of the day, I as a therapist, right, I'm going to tell a, tell a client who says that, you know, uh, here are first of all, here are all the reasons why I think that's unhealthy. So I'll skip that for the <laughs> purposes of the oh, podcast. Well, that's like four <laughs> podcasts. Yes. yes, but if we skip right to the end, it's it, it. What I would say is, but you know, I mean, sincerely, and I really do mean it. At the end of the day. If you want to set that boundary, I mean, you have the right to, but you do have to recognize that if you set that boundary, your marriage is over because I know your spouse fairly well by this point. And even if I don't, I kind of do just because we've been doing this a long time. 
I, I don't think any emotionally healthy person is going to agree to an open marriage. That's my personal opinion and clinical I, opinion. I actually agree with that. Highly damaged. Uh, unless you, unless there's some significant, severe emotional damage going on, nobody would ever denigrate to that level of self-respect. Um, and so anyway, story for another time, but, 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 but the point is, is we can set whatever boundaries that we want, but our boundaries need to not just be un, not unrealistic. So in other words, they need to be not just realistic, but they also need to be reflective of our overall goals. Yes. Right. Because if I, if I want to preserve, for example, my family or, a, or, or, or I want to have a relationship with a healthy person right? Who can bring lots of beneficial, positive things to the table. Someone who has confidence, self-respect, et cetera. They're not going to be able to maintain a boundary like that. Setting a, setting a boundary around sex every day. Now that one, there's a couple of problems with, right? The first is this notion of a need. And I know this is going to make me unpopular with some people, but <laughs> oh well. Sex is not a need, guys. Okay. I'm just going to get real with you. Um, one sex addict to another, it's not a need. It feels like a need. It's not. Um, sex is optional. It's a nice part to have in a marriage, and it does bring something important to the table. And it's true that physical touch is research proven to be an important part of a relationship. But setting an, a, set, setting that up, one, as a need, and two, in particularly, setting that up as a need as some sort of regular amount is a joke. Gosh, we're being really bold today. I don't know. My, this, yeah, what's up with us? Bad. I don't know what's going on with us. But uh, but it's true. I mean, at the, end, at the end of the day, if I'm really in authentic, real, true recovery... Sex will continue to be a want, right? And and physical connection on some level, I think, is also a valid need. But if but if if you find yourself setting a boundary like that, that's a whole other discussion. But there probably needs to be a reexamination of what's going on with with the recovery side of things there. So anyway, that's a total spinoff. But but yeah, <laughs> unrealistic expectations is an important uh, important thing to keep in mind. That is one of the most common fallacies that we see. Another one that we, we tend well, to see. And, so. if we, and if we stop on that real quick. So, yeah. <clears throat> so with unrealistic expectations, how do we set a healthy boundary? Oh, yeah. The yeah. first thing we do is we, we get under the surface and say, what am I really asking for in this? Yes. What, am, what, am, what is the request I'm making? What is my true need? Mm-hmm. So you explore that and you talk about it. And say, Oh, that's what you're asking for. Well, I need yeah. to have sex every day. Well, what am I really saying? Well, as you said, hopefully if I'm not if still, I'm in a healthy space. Still messed, still messed up in addiction and dealing yeah. with you know some things we don't have time to talk about. But but if I am getting healthy, what I'm saying is I want to be close to you. Yeah. I need absolutely. to feel affection from you. I need to feel that you desire me and and want me and value me. Oh, okay. Now we're getting to what you're really asking for. Yeah. Now we can start to set some very specific healthy boundaries around those actual needs. Totally. If a woman says, if you're ever attracted to another woman, we're done. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me, tell me what is behind that statement. What are you really feeling? What is it that, what it is, what is it that is moving you to, to really make that passionate statement? Well, I don't trust you. Yes. And I've seen, <clears throat> I've seen you split your loyalties before, and I've seen you with that wanton look in your face when you see an attractive woman, and it makes me feel unsafe. It mm-hmm. makes me wonder if I should put in the effort, put in my heart and soul to this healing and recovery process if you're just going to go leave me for somebody else. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling. Oh, so we need to talk about trust and safety. And we need to talk about those kinds of boundaries that will help you to, to know that I'm, I'm loyal and I'm going to be here. 
Yeah. Right. That's how to start setting healthy boundaries instead of just really strong, you know, brash statements that are legitimate, but they're not, they're not realistic. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've done some good podcasts on this. Uh, one we covered not too long ago was this difference between right attraction and lust. Yeah. Right. Yes. And, and how they are not the same thing. They're not the same. Um, if, if again, I have the right to hold that boundary as, as a spouse, but if the boundary is you can't ever be attracted to other women, this marriage is kind of shot because there's, I mean, we all are attracted to different things and different people on a pretty consistent basis. Well, right. and if and I'm attracted to you as my spouse, correct. And that attraction cannot just just be you know flipped like a, where yeah I feel attraction for you, but never at any other time to anyone or anything. Correct. That it doesn't work that way. Now, can I be expected to manage, channel, direct, discipline that attraction? Yes. Of Yes, I absolutely can. And that's a huge that's a huge part of the recovery process. Yep. So that's one of the biggest things we focus on. Absolutely. So okay, so next next <clears throat> yeah, next category. Move on next bullet. Uh so a uh, couple of others that we hear oftentimes. Uh you need to treat me better. Okay. And then and, and so that's uh, you know, that could be either addict or the spouse, right? And then this other one is, you know, I need him or her to listen more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now there are a couple of things that these two boundaries can potentially bring up. Okay. The first is that there is a lack of, there's a lack of an actual direction or, or a lack of an actual, uh, you, you know, I, it, it's ambiguous, right? Yeah. It's, a it's nebulous. nebulous. It's, it's, yeah. It's not specific. I, I have to read your mind to know what you mean. See, and that's the key word. Yep. That's the key word right there is the mind reading. As, as we talk about often on times on here, one of the best blessings of a relationship uh, or a marriage, a long-term committed relationship is that you know each other better than anybody, but it's also the worst thing about a relationship. Yes. Each other better than everybody. It's, it, it throws off couples that I've worked with who've been together for a long time on a consistent basis because we're so used our brain has become so acclimated to this idea that I know what they're going to say, or I know what they're thinking, or I know, you know, X, Y, or Z. Or how about this one? If I have to get specific, then it doesn't count, or you don't care. You should. Yes. Yes, if absolutely. If you really loved me, you would know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when the reality is, guys, everyone who's listening, right, everyone's relationship is different. But I think it's a safe statement to say that all of us, if we're really honest, could use guidance in how to treat our spouses better in some respect or another. Yeah. And there's no better source for that than if that is solicited in a vulnerable way from a spouse who's willing to be vulnerable about it. Right. Because we all have different love languages. We all have different ways that we resonate with things. I, I, I mean, we as therapists obviously can spout off a lot of things and give you some pretty educated guesses, but there, if, if you guys are in a space where there's a level of trust between the two of you and you guys have worked on codependency and, and other issues that get in the way of this to a degree where you guys are in a healthy space, there is no better teacher than your spouse about how to love them. Yeah, They are the best teacher in the world. Yeah. And if you can get to the place where you realize that we're on the same team rather than enemies, yes, you're the best person to be my coach, to be my Absolutely. teacher, to be my mentor. When you say you need to treat me better, can you please teach me what that means for you? How yes. can I treat you better? Mm -hmm. Now's where we get into healthy boundaries. Let's get specific. Yes. And please tell me. I, here's, you know, this is one of my favorite words as a couple. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm really interested to know what you mean by this. Now, as the spouse hearing that, I have to now kind of try to step out of, you know, step out of my 
old box and say, oh, God, if I have to get specific like this, then it just doesn't count. I might have to step out of that and say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be vulnerable and authentic and, t- and tell you, here's, here's specific ways that I would know that you're treating me better. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that sounds juvenile. Some would say that's, that just sounds like, you know, like little kids. I mean, someone should know what it means to treat someone better. Well, yeah. I know generally, but we need to be able to, to, to dare to be vulnerable and honest enough to say what I mean by that so that you've got something to wrap your arms around, especially us as guys. We as guys like specifics. We like you to give us marching orders. We like you to give us a to-do list that we can actually get our, get our minds around. Yeah. So making it specific, accurate. In other words, say what you mean, mean what you say, right? Try to get down to the deep core of what you're really trying to ask for. Because we'll use, we'll use smoke screens and little code words and, and different things like that because we just, we just can't get to what we really are trying to say. So be accurate, be specific, and then make it measurable. Yeah. Come back together on a regular basis and ask, how am I doing? Yeah. Remember you, you said, that if I could do these things to treat you better, I've been trying. How am I doing? Give yeah. me feedback. Let's assess. Let's make adjustments. Let's go forward again. Yep. Let's, let's try again. Right? Absolutely. I mean, it's a, way, it's a way to gauge progress, guys. But most importantly, for, for, for the addicts listening out there, I mean, probably the most common thing Mark and I hear in our offices all the time is, you know, how do I make her feel safe? I hear that constantly. Mm, right? How do I make her feel safe? And make is probably the wrong term, right? But how do I help her to how feel do I safe? Help, yeah, like, how what do I can, help what can I be doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and these kinds of things, guys, measurable goals is just one among many ways because it gives your, your spouse the, who's struggling with trauma, struggling with betrayal, struggling to trust you, verifiable evidence that can, that can combat that betrayal, traumatized response that she's having, right? It's something tangible that can show her, right? When her brain is saying, oh, he's never going to change. Oh, he's just going to always be this way. He's never going to be somebody I could really be with or really have a real relationship with, which are messages that betrayed spouses hear all the time, Mm -hmm. oftentimes like a record on replay. This is is actual evidence. This is you kind of providing a cognitive behavioral therapy-esque thing. (laughs) Not that you're a therapist, right? But that's what we do in cognitive behavioral therapy. It's is is we we uh, we challenge old notions and thinking with new evidence, right? And you playing a role in that is incredibly helpful. And when a guy comes and says, you know, here's what I've been trying to do based on the specifics you've given me, how am I doing? Tells you tells the spouse that this guy's really committed. He's really in, he's engaged. Yeah, he's doing this, and it's not just for show, right? No, it's, it's, it's not, not a just for, yeah. It's not a poser move. It's not a pleasing move. It's a, it's a, this is like something that this is not something I'm doing for five seconds so we can be in a good place for a while. No, you know, this is, this is an ongoing thing that's going to take time to, to work out and to tweak. And it will be a lifelong journey, not because you're in recovery guys necessarily, but because that's how healthy marriages work. Exactly. Right. The the same stuff we're talking about on this specific set of boundaries, this could apply just as much to the quote unquote normies out there as it could to anybody who's struggling with, with addiction or betrayal. Exactly. exactly. Right. We all should be work. Anyone who says that their marriage is just good and there's nothing else to do for them. I I just lovingly want to slide my card across the table to them and just say, just call when you're ready. 
because <laughs> you're really kind of setting your any marriage that's convinced that they're just good to go and there's nothing else to to change or better at or and they're not consistently doing that is setting themselves up for problems. So so anyway. we have this last bullet. Uh, this is what we call negative, negative non-specific boundaries. Yeah. Well, just quit ignoring me. Stop nagging me. Right? You see the negative side. You see it's very general, very kind of esoteric. It's another way we can fall into kind of stinking at setting boundaries is, is this negative side. Yes. So shifting to the healthy would be, again, what have we said so far in the podcast? Get specific about mm-hmm. what you're asking for and what's deep what's deep down in the needs that you're trying to express and then uh, turn it to the positive. Here's, here's what I would like you to do. Here's, yes. here's a solution. Here's how we can proactively move forward instead of stop doing this. I hate it when you do that. Why do you always have to do this, right? It's like, here's, here's what I need from you. Here's specifically what it is. And here's, how, here's what we can do to go forward. Now, I can almost hear spouse, some spouses that I've worked with and some of our podcast listeners almost in their mind probably screaming at the radio at this point. I know, I know. Just just saying like, I've done that 5,000 times, right? Mm-hmm. And and you very well may find yourself in that situation. And, it, and or the relationship also may not be safe enough for you to put needs out there, right? Very true, very true. Um, that is possible. And so if, if that is the case, then what do you do? Right. What, what do we do? How do we handle that? Because I think those, that's a valid place to be in a lot of cases. I would say that maybe it begins, begins with you kindly redirect your spouse back to that support system that they're supposed to have in place already. Right. This is here's the issue. I've we've talked about this before. I honestly can't put myself out there right now about this again. Uh, the best thing I think you could do with this is, you know, talk to some people in your group or re- reconnoiter a bit with your therapist and 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 get some basic ideas mm-hmm. you know i don't think that there's anything wrong with that <clears throat> um but that's important to recognize is that you know with, with these there are real reasons why sometimes we we fall into these traps and the the message i think is one where we can and we're able to and we're 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 in a space where we can we we do our very best to once more one more time right put that those needs out there while recognizing that if we're genuinely not in a place to have that discussion, there are other people that can be involved as well. Yep. Love that. If your needs are not being met or the, or your spouse is just not in a place to even be able to meet them or it's still adversarial or it's unsafe, then you look to your support system to, to express and have those needs met for now. Absolutely. And you keep, you both keep doing your personal work and hopefully getting to the place where you can come together to start to look at that. Yes. The last bullet, you know, the last thing to mention with regard to boundaries and on that topic, Steve, if we've been trying it over and over and over again and nothing changes, it may be a, a consequences issue. Mm-hmm. I may be yeah. declaring boundaries, but there's no clear consequences or outcomes attached to those. Mm-hmm. I haven't clearly stated. And if you're unable or choose not to do this, here is the outcome that will mm-hmm. take place. And I'm very yes. clear about it. Now here comes the hard part. I enforce it. Yes. Now, and you said this, Steve, before we started. Now, this is, this is going to be so hard. And trying to bring yourself to a healthy place where you realize that enforcing that consequence is not punishment. Yes. It's not punitive. 
right? Oh, he didn't do this. So right, here comes the hammer or she didn't comply. So I'm going to, I told her this would happen if if she didn't hold this boundary. No. What are consequences for? What are, what are outcomes for with regard to boundaries? Well, and this has to do with the basic paradigm that we've talked about before. We'll talk about this more another day. And, and like I said, we've covered another podcast, but it goes back to the basic premise about setting boundaries, where most professionals, most clients, in my experience, people who don't have specialized training in, in the nuances of this kind of set themselves up for failure, mm-hmm. is boundaries, if they're set appropriately, along with their accompanying consequences, are set from a uh, from a place of to protect the authenticity and the integrity of whatever they're being set around, not as a way to mold, cajole, or push the other party to be something that they aren't. Those are very different. One is a pressured like, hey, you tell the line and you become this or else. The other one is saying it is an invitation, right? I want to continue this relationship. Here is what I need in a relationship, right? To really be close to someone. Yes, to love really that. have connection, right? And mm. and you get to choose. I'm not going to manipulate you. I'm not going to guilt trip you into it, right? Healthy boundaries have nothing to do with those concepts. Guilt tripping you, you know, power playing you, Punishing manipulating you, you yep. any of those. They have everything to do with. I really feel bad that you have crossed this boundary, and and being able to mean that sincerely, right? Because now now we're not able to be close tonight. Right. right. We're now not. we're not able to be do to do X, Y, or Z. My wife, I remember distinctly one time, uh, she held this extremely well with me. I'd flown off the handle about something. I'd brought some communication boundary. Um, this was even a couple of years into sobriety. So just so you know, Steve struggles with this stuff too. But I, uh, she had said, I think one of our boundaries at the time was, you know, no swearing, right? In a conversation. Well, I have a bit of a potty mouth and totally like <laughs> launched off on a tirade. Uh, with a bunch of swearing in one such conversation, we were set up to go to the movies tonight and she got really quiet and she looked at me and she sincerely was able to say, you know, I just honestly, right now, I just feel sad because we had this awesome date planned tonight, you know, and I was really wanting to go out with you. I no longer feel safe to do that. I'm not going to be able to enjoy myself at the movies anymore. And you probably wouldn't enjoy going anyway. I don't know, but I can only speak for myself. And she said, I am now going to go to the movies and I'm going to invite a girlfriend to come with me with the extra ticket. Whoa. Right. And, and I, and I hope that you do something tonight that is fulfilling. That's recharging for you. You know, you know, whether that's connecting with some friends or something, because I want you to have a good night, but we can't do it together tonight. And I'm sorry. That's, that's just where I'm at now. Right. Uh, that's big, that's good boundary setting. Big difference from like just saying, like, look, you jackass. Like <laughs> I'm so sick of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right. And being able to really mean that because she I could feel it from her. There was a genuineness to it. I she, love that. Yeah. She, it was a saddening. It was like a, gosh, you know, I have to protect myself and keep myself safe. Loving you can't come at the cost of me, right? Which is what how many of you listening have done time and time and time again. Loving you cannot come at the cost of me. Yeah. Yes. And the other side of that, Steve, if your wife had not held that boundary and not not said what she did, would you have learned anything? Oh, geez. Oh, no. I would have immediately. I mean, it would have been at that point, it would just be enablement, right? Yep. My yep. attic brain is always looking for what? The easy way out. The easy, yep. The, the path of least resistance, the permission, yep. the whatever. You, you don't have to change. You can keep things the same. You're fine. It doesn't want to change. It doesn't want to be better. It doesn't want to be sober. It doesn't want to be, it doesn't want to exercise self-control. 
right? And so again, it's not a punishment, but it is a those healthy consequences, although we don't set consequences as a way to have that impact on a spouse, sometimes they do. And that's just kind of an added bonus. But again, we always set those things from a place of I'm trying to, I'm trying to maintain again myself or the integrity of of me and my me being true to me or or of our marriage, right? Because honestly, it was the most loving thing that we could have done for the marriage. If I'd gone to the movies that night, would that really have been helpful? No. no. Now no. we just have two dark two people sitting in a dark room staring at a screen, silently ticked at each other. Exactly. She loses, I loses, and it costs us 40 bucks because the movies are crazy expensive now. So <laughs> exactly. it's a lose-lose. It was actually the best situ- solution. So anyway. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Anyway, there's a bit on boundaries, and and uh, we invite all of you to start to talk about these 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 boundary issues. Yes. How you've done it, how you've done it in the past, and how you can start to change and and transition over to this more healthy approach. Absolutely. So that's our invitation. Okay. Uh, we'll uh, and we'll see you next time on PBSA. Oh, and by the way, by the way, <laughs> uh, if you want more help on these things, uh, and if you want to go into a lot more depth and talk about your actual individual situations, remember our our Dare to Connect Now program. Uh, that we have running. So it's where Steve and I three times a week uh, work with addicts, spouses, and couples uh, through three 30-minute live broadcasts. That are interactive. They're interactive. You you come on, uh, we interact through the, through the chat room, we address, we address specific situations. So if you want to, we're going to get more help than we can give you in this brief podcast, go to uh, daretoconnectnow.com. Awesome. Have a great week, everybody. Everything expressed on the PBSC podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the participants and is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered mental health therapy or as a substitute thereof. It is strongly recommended that you seek out the clinical guidance of an individual qualified mental health professional. If you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, self-harm, or a desire to harm others, please dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.